I will go 5.30 because I had a toddler kicking me in the head. Why are you using your toddler as a pillow, Patrick? Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. And uh, this week we're joined again uh, by Mitch. Hi, Mitch. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Pretty good. 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 Excited we're- to have you back. Sorry we shafted you on uh, Sleepy Hollow. We should have had you for that one. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. I, I, I'm excited to be back. But you know what? You did. We did Halloween before, and we're doing Home Alone now. So I got to be here for every H movie from now on. Oh. There you go. Oh, I thought I was going to okay. say holiday. Yeah, holiday the holiday. <laughs> oh, there Hol- you go. I can be here for My Bloody Valentine, and uh, I don't know what Saint yeah. Patty's Day. Oh, oh, that's got to be Boondock Saints, right? Saint Patrick's Day. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. that's good. There you go. Oh, I haven't mm-hmm. seen that movie in a long time. I'm still mad at it though because they shot a cat, and I did not think that was funny. Oh yeah, so. I forgot about that part. That yep. does happen. Yeah. <laughs> not to bring us down but yeah we're watching home alone today and uh and i'm the one bringing this one to the table i am so excited and i'm really happy to have mitch here because i feel like he appreciates this movie as much as i do i might i, I, I <laughs> it's been a while since i watched it but i do remember loving it How, who doesn't love this movie i mean it's got <laughs> a killer cast not just actors but director and writer and screenplay. So we have Home Alone that was released in 1999. It's directed by Christopher Columbus, who we oh. know... Discovered yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> Killed a bunch of Indian people. Kind of a no, bad no. guy. Chris, so did I say Christopher or Chris? But- Chris Columbus. <laughs> Whatever. Like Chris. Chris. Anyway, thanks, Brett, for that. Uh, so we know him from Adventures in Babysitting. He also directed Home Alone 2, Mrs. Doubtfire, Harry Potter, one yeah, and the first two, one, right? One and first two. two, right? Yeah, oh. yeah. And he wrote Gremlins, which we've watched on the podcast, Goonies, which we've watched on the podcast, and Young Sherlock Holmes. So oh, I've been told ooh. to watch that. I, we talked uh, about doing it for the podcast, yeah. but we haven't quite gotten around to it. So, is this movie the exact opposite of Adventures in Babysitting? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie yes, since I was because a kid. It's, this is what happens when you don't have a babysitter. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's the equal and opposite force. This movie is written by John Hughes, which I didn't remember. Really? Yes. Mm. Oh, So wow. John Hughes, who is like the famous 80s guy for Breakfast yeah. Club, Ferris Bueller, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Uncle Buck, which came out right before this. And I want to watch Uncle Buck. Yeah, it's a good one. Down. And he also directed Home Alone 2 and 3, Baby's Day Out. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> and the remake of Miracle on 34th Street. So oh, John Hughes okay. was a busy guy. Is Baby's, wait, was Baby's Day Out the one with the talking bit? He talks to the audience the no, whole time? That's no, who's talking. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that has yeah. John Travolta yeah. in it. Baby's Day Out was kind of like a low, under-the-radar type of movie with this, like, baby crawling through New York City, and nobody seems to fucking notice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I remember that Joe movie. Joe Montana. Is he in that, too? 
I mean, if New Yorkers are, are too busy to even notice Charles Dance murder a man in cold blood, they're not going to watch it. Notice a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Who cares? And that only makes sense if you listen to the last episode. <laughs> Which Mitch hasn't because it's not out yet. Yeah. It comes out tomorrow. Friday. So time travel, <laughs> Mitch, and then come back. Yep. You know, it's going to be hilarious when I listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this movie is scored by John Williams. So Ooh, wow. I'm pretty excited to uh, hear it. Because if I remember, the soundtrack was pretty good from my memory. I have a question. Isn't the song, there's a song in this movie that's like, it's like you hear the song and you're like, oh, that's the Home Alone song. Yeah. Yes. But it regularly gets played on like Christmas stations. Yeah. Run, run, because Rudolph. it's become... No, no, no. Is it the no, one with the choir? Like not, I don't think there's words. It's like the dee, 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 dee. Uh, and, oh, that is a Christmas song. Carol of the Bells or whatever? Yeah, That's Carol, Carol of the Bells. There's Carol the, the um, Thank you. No, there's the one with the choir, this, which is the one I think you're thinking of. Yes, sorry. That's the one I'm thinking of. And uh, and just a quick sidebar. So my, my boyfriend's stepdad had never seen Home Alone. <gasps> and so he just knew that song as a holiday song. And we we're like, no, that's the Home Alone song. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> it just blew my mind that it was like, how do you not know that that's the Home Alone song? In my, in my heart, I hope a little bit that you're mistaking Carol of the Bells for the Home Alone song. because No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> it, is, it is like a specific, I'm pretty yeah. sure that there's a specific song written for this movie. There is, and I can't remember if it's from this Home Alone or from Home Alone too it's from this one it's it's one of those intensely on theme songs where the chorus is singing home alone home alone in the background (laughs) no thank god you are so wrong i do not want you to be right about that that sounds awful (laughs) so it's somewhere in my memories is the song written by um john williams we'll have to listen for it and remember it because that's the song we're all going to be singing in a couple hours (laughs) (laughs) um so our cast is pretty killer we got macaulay culkin obviously as kevin who this was really early on in his career i think the only major thing we'd really seen him in before this would be Uncle Buck with John Candy and this movie that I haven't ever heard of, but it's called See You in the Morning with Jeff Bridges and Drew Barrymore. And he's like oh, this. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I think what? she's also a kid in it because it was 89. Wow. So, yeah, but Jeff Bridges, young Jeff Bridges. Oh, wow. We'll have to put that one on the list. And we got Joe Pesci, who. I love Joe Pesci. Who doesn't love Joe Pesci? He's amazing. <laughs> We know him from Goodfellas, which came out in 1990, same year as this movie. A um, couple years later, he was in My Cousin Vinny. Year mm. before this, he was in Lethal Weapon 2. Doesn't he also have, like, a rap album? What? What? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, where he's the, he's the, his character from My Cousin Vinny. It's not, I don't know if it's a rap album or not, but he, he has an album where he's playing the my, the character of My Cousin Vinny. That's oh amazing. God. Yeah, and it's like a real, a real whole album. Oh, no. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. no. <laughs> <laughs> this can go one way or the other, good or bad. Uh, wow. So, yeah, he's, he's been in a lot of great stuff. Um, funny fact about this movie uh, the scene where the wet bandits 
put Kevin on the hook on the door. Apparently mm-hmm. on set, Joe Pesci accidentally really did bite Macaulay Culkin's finger when he threatens to bite all his fingers off one by one, and it broke the skin. Oh. So, <laughs> and, oh. yeah. they. Made- How do you accidentally bite someone's finger? That's I, Not just someone, a child. Yeah. Like- He's just so method. I, yeah, he, he is. Very method actor. The, the trivia yeah. the trivia page for this is actually interesting. That I saw that there's a lot. I was that's what I've been doing the whole time. Is reading, it. <laughs> reading it. I was like, oh, that one's interesting. Just one more. Oh, that one's interesting. That one more. Like, are you gonna like, steal all my notes? No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I just <laughs> you saying, Patrick say comes in here, no. takes over the show. <laughs> no, it's fine. I read the Cosmopolitan one. You probably read a cooler one than that. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> you can say any cool thing. Yeah, I don't care. I, I didn't. Uh, the one, a lot of these, I feel like I. W- we're better for the end because they talk about scenes we'll talk about. And, uh, but you know, cause we mentioned John Candy's in it. He improvised yeah. every single one of his lines. What? Okay. Oh, I didn't wow. know that. That's awesome. On purpose. I mean, John Hughes, I guess just told him just, yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> like, <laughs> with yeah. someone like John Candy, like, I feel like, yeah, it's like you hire him and you just say, just do your thing. Just, just totally. do it. <laughs> Nobody regrets that decision. Either. Was that like the yeah. uh, the janitor from Scrubs thing? Did yeah. he improvise all of his lines too? Yeah, and then the janitor mm-hmm. just does something. Yeah, that's it was awesome. like yeah, he just says something <laughs> ominous to JD or something. Yeah, that's what really? the, the script would oh, just wow. say. Yeah, huh. or he that's says something awesome. weird or something. So we also have in this movie Daniel Stern, who's Marv, the other wet bandit. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, gotta love Daniel Stern. Yeah, he's hilarious. So he, before this, was most famous for playing in the Wonder Years as adult Kevin and the narrator, which I had no idea of. Just fascinating. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I he was he also was in something recently that we saw. Well, he's in City Slickers, 1991. Oh, yeah, he's in City. <laughs> oh, we got to do that movie. Billy Crystal. So, guys, I haven't. I wasn't able to find it because I had limited time, but apparently Daniel Stern was in a short with Billy Crystal called City Slickers in Westworld. Oh, and I this. desperately want to see this. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but somebody was telling me all about this. It was like a, I don't know if it was an SNL sketch or like it was something it's, like that where it was like yeah, a, a it, big television show sketch. It's like a six minute short somewhere on the internet that I did not have time to go and find and watch before we recorded. So, oh wow. We are going to have to that watch sounds like this. That would be like a a primetime Emmys award thing like Yes. It. I yeah. think you're right. Yes. Yeah. It's on his IMDb 2017. Yeah. Daniel Stern was in Game Over Man as the pervy hotel owner. Wait, uh, what was Game Over Man? The the uh, workaholics guy. Oh yeah, in yeah, the hotel. yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, that was a pretty funny movie. It was super gross. It was it was pretty <laughs> gross. It was very workaholics. I did enjoy that. Um, I'll run through the rest of the cast pretty quick. We got John Hurd, who plays the dad. Um, he's kind of just known for a lot of cameos. He was in Big, the movie The Witness. Um, Catherine O'Hara, who we have seen. Amazing. Love her. Yeah, from um, Beetlejuice. She played Sally in Nightmare Before Christmas. She was in Best in what? Show. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't wow. know that either. Get this. She was also a voice in the terrible movie Rock and Rule from 1983. 
I don't know if I know that. Oh, it's bad, guys. I there's Wait, no way it's rule? good. This no, not what is that? <laughs> I'm thinking Rockadoodle. Oh, I'm thinking Rockadoodle too. Oh yeah, I remember Rockadoodle. <laughs> I love Rockadoodle. Off the show. No, I'm just kidding. I do not know what that is. <laughs> just Rock kidding. and Rule was a terrible 80s movie that my first animation teacher made me watch. And it's very... Oof, that one? Yeah, that oh. one. Um, she was also in a series of unfortunate events as oh, Justice yeah. Strauss. Yep. And then, obviously, John Candy. He does a bit at the end. Um he plays Gus, and we know him from everything. Blues Brothers, Saturday Night Live, Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Uncle Buck. Get this. He played Wilbur, the uh, big white bird from The Rescuers Down Under. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't know until I looked it up. The Albatross. And the Albatross. Thank you. Yes, you have children. You seen it probably much more recently (laughs) don't be bird racist sam (laughs) birdist that was a foul joke oh turn your chair excellent comeback yeah why would you do this to me (laughs) quit handpacking brett stop right now before you get egg on your face (laughs) it hurts it hurts So, fun fact about this movie is that it was kind of a record breaker for family comedies at the time, and oh. it made $285 million domestic in 1990, which was a lot of money, and it was number one in the box office for 12 weeks. What? 12 wow. weeks, which I am assuming they didn't release this too far before Christmas, so... It must have held strong for long after Christmas. Did you say 12 weeks? 12 weeks. I still can't wrap my brain around that. It was released November 16th, 1990. So, yeah. Like, in February, people were still going to see this movie. I wonder, like, how long were, like, some of these billion-dollar movies at number one, like the Avengers movies? Oh, not long. (laughs) Because things are not in theaters for that long anymore. I mean, major theaters. Like, nowadays, you know, they, like... I would say back then, January and February was where you just dump movies that, you know, weren't going to do well anyways. Now, like, the whole year is, is, is up for game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good That's point. True. Yeah, I was surprised to see like Wreck It Ralph just released on Thanksgiving, but I guess Thanksgiving is a big day now too because people go yeah. to the movies and mm-hmm. stuff. The yeah. first one was released around that time as well. Oh. We forgot we were doing the podcast today briefly and we were like, oh, let's go see Wreck It Ralph. And <laughs> he's like, oh, 710 screening. I was like, oh, is that why it's so it. dark where you guys are at? You podcasting <laughs> yeah. from a theater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the lights turned up all the way, but it is. It I don't know if you can see it. Oh no! Here. It's yeah. It's just, He's it's just, no, a joke. I know, but it is kind of dark in here because we have this super rad 1960s light that will not go above a dim, cool Mad Men esque glow. I can uh. adjust the lamp so it looks like we're doing like a police. I was literally about to say yeah. that. <laughs> The whole like it's it was a uh, one of the biggest money making movies is because of uh, Dogma from Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, that oh. scene where they're 
where they're talking to Selma Hayek's character, the yes, movie, and she's like, "I'm responsible for nine out of the ten movies that have grossed the most money," and then except for the Home Alone one, well, she does the face, the holding the face scene. So that's why I always remember the fact that this movie made so much money. Yeah, oh. like, ex- except for Home Alone, because they had to sell their soul to the devil for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the holding the face scene apparently was an accident, and it was scripted as Kevin's character was just supposed to slap his own face, move his hands off, and scream and run away. And <laughs> first take, for whatever reason, Macaulay Culkin, like, slapped his own face and kept his hands on there and kept screaming. And it's, like, one of the most famous scenes. So Yeah. It's iconic. It's, it's on the sure. cover. Yeah. It's it's the cover of the movie. Well, do you want to start us off since you're bringing it with your memories of this film? Sure. I mean, I just have so many fond memories of this movie. I mean, this one came out when I was just a wee little babe of one year, but I remember watching this as a kid all the time. And the second one came out when I was pretty young, and I remember going to the theater to watch it with my dad and, like, just laughing my head off to the point where somebody had to come up behind me and tell me to stop laughing so loudly. (laughs) Oh, that's... I know, but... So cruel. It was so cruel. I was a kid, yeah, oh, but my dad person. my dad yeah. said that I was laughing at all the non-funny parts. So, like, the parts where they're, like, Fuck that person drunk. from 25 years ago. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. such a jerk. Stop enjoying this movie. Yeah. Small laughing. child? Jeez. Yeah. Who, who knows why they were such a jerk? I remember that. But, no, I... And Sam this, never laughed again. <laughs> like, Aww. Aww. Just kidding. Thank God that's not true. So... Yeah, I imagine this is going to hold up pretty well, especially with how w- well known the director and the writer are. And I haven't seen this probably for, I don't know, a couple years, probably like four or five, about as long as we've been doing the podcast. So, oh. Yeah. Have you been waiting to I've watch been this? waiting, yes. <laughs> I've been waiting on a lot of my favorite movies just for you guys, because I love you that much. <laughs> so I suspect this will hold up, and I'm very excited to go make a cup of hot cocoa and watch this tonight. Mm, that's a good be- idea. Yeah. I wish my, my I don't have any of my Christmas decorations up, <gasps> and I was like, damn it, I wish they were up, and I was like, uh, all in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I'm, I made Brett very reluctantly play Christmas music and decorate the tree with me. And we went through the whole span of types of Christmas music from like classic fifties to modern John, uh, almost said John Lennon, John legend. (laughs) And then we made it all the way around to heavy metal Christmas music and ended on bossa Nova Christmas. It was pretty great. Nice. (laughs) But no, I think this movie is going to be really funny. I think the writing's going to be really clever. I think it's going to have a lot of really great physical comedy. And I think it's just going to be so much fun. Brett. Sorry, I was distracted because I was looking up. uh, You guys ever listen to Macaulay Culkin's band, The Pizza Underground? Oh, my God. That is a great band name. Choice name, though. Choice name. Yes. Literally, aren't they? They're like, uh, it's like a velvet underground tribute band but all their songs are pizza themed or something yeah oh my god this is sounding even better to me (laughs) i love it yeah so that's that's kind of like what i 
really have seen Macaulay Culkin do outside of this movie recently is <laughs> 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 those YouTube videos where he's just eating pizza. Um, man, I do remember watching this movie a lot when we when I was a kid, but it was like one of the few holiday movies that wasn't just super boring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's one of those magical movies that is a Christmas movie, but trans... Oh, God damn it, Podcat. 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 <laughs> oh, she's late today. It's. I remember it being pretty good at, when I was a kid, but uh, I honestly, I don't know what to expect from it at this point. I will throw you down the stairs. <laughs> I, I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted by the cat, I think it's one of those awesome movies that does take place at Christmas, but the enjoyment transcends Christmas itself. You know, like it, it feels right to watch it at Christmas time, but I would not be movie? sad to like watch it in the middle of summer. What was our other movie? It was, I think it was another one of the Christmas movies that was like, can we watch it at not Christmas? Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can watch Die Hard not at Christmas, right? You yeah. <laughs> watching? Oh, yeah, you could watch Die Hard whenever. It is yeah. not a requirement. But can to you watch can it. you watch Home Alone at not at Christmas? You can, but it will feel a little weird. I I <laughs> will admit. All right. Uh, I feel like that's one of those ones that's like it's like ready for like Christmas in July kind of thing. Like when yeah. oh yeah, other that, places are celebrating it. But I think yeah, it needs it needs the Christmas like a Christmas in July. There needs to be some sort of criminal intent uh, <laughs> but i think i think we're gonna enjoy it because mostly because of joe pesci honestly yeah uh, i feel yeah. like that's why i'm here i'm not macaulay culkin not anyone else in this movie i want to see joe pesci be joe pesci and that's, that's this is the thought. most joe pesci i think i think my did. cousin Vinny is the most joe pesci yeah. but this is a close second i actually <laughs> haven't seen that movie. no oh, it's like one I of the best movies you. of all time it's magical oh, we gotta do it my my favorite part about my cousin Vinny is that the reason why i have seen it is because my grandpa had me watch it and it's okay it is <laughs> for those who have seen it you get it but like there are so many inappropriate f bombs in that movie, uh, and I <laughs> watched it with my grandpa. You're the coolest it. grandpa. Yeah. Well, my the, dad sat down and watched Clockwork Orange with me, and that was fun. Oh dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's nowhere. Oh, did you guys watch the whole thing, or did one of you no, at some point get we, up and walk we, away? Like, yeah, we got to the part where he's like just having sex with those two women, and it's like fast forward, and it just keeps going for a long time. And I turned to my dad and was like, "So is this movie basically just porn?" And he was like. Yeah, and we both got up and left. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's never speak of this again. Yeah. yeah. At, at least you didn't do what my dad and I did, which was he was very excited when I was in eighth grade to take me to go see Eminem's movie, Eight Mile. Oh, wow. Where, where we were eighth grade, where we were trapped in the theater in like the first row because we got there late with the that one. Not two, but like three really long, awkward, full-blown sex scenes with him and Brittany Murphy. And it was so 
awkward. And then I had to ride home with my dad and we were like 45 minutes away from the theater and I just pretended to be asleep the whole ride home. (laughs) And none of us said a word and we never talked about it again. Oh, gosh. So, I feel you, Ash. I don't have an inappropriate movie story. Because every movie is inappropriate. Yeah, all family movie stories are inappropriate. (laughs) My My favorite going to the movies with my parents story was, I think, like, the last movie I even saw at the theater with my dad was like the matrix the second one oh and these is that kid, the one with the with the ghost the dudes? orgy scene oh yeah yeah it's got the uh, rave yep. the rave orgy the like steampunk rave but it was hard yeah. for that to be awkward because there were this there's an entire row of like really loud kids behind us and they like kept showing up late and like knocking into our chairs getting up during the movie and like 20 minutes into it I just took like a handful of skittles and just turned around and chucked it at them I was like <laughs> shut up <laughs> how, did, how did that go they they did not move or breathe for the rest of the movie it was pretty they were good. Like, good job thanks for the free candy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think, uh, th- I think that was awkward for my dad. He was just like, yeah. you should not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, Ash. Next. What do you think? Me? Yeah. Oh, I think, uh, I actually, I, I don't know how long ago the rest of you guys saw this, but I saw this movie. I mean, not for the first time, but, um, I saw it just like two years ago. I think two Christmases ago. Okay. Because going back to the story of, Bryce's stepdad, he had never seen this movie. So we were like, it's Christmas. Let's watch this movie. And he hated it <gasps> so much. <laughs> no. Hated it. And like Bryce, his mom and I were just like, this movie's so great. And he was like, this is the stupidest fucking movie I've ever seen. Sometimes, Ash, we just meet broken people. And like, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not their uh, fault. They're just a therapist, ironically. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? I feel like that gives him a free pass. But, like, because um, if I you're this movie is totally going to hold up, because I th- I feel like this movie is kind of like comfort food. Absolutely, as as, like Christmas movies go, or movies in general. Like something about this movie just feels comforting when you watch it. Because like, even though Kevin is like in danger, I'm doing finger quotes people at home uh, like it still feels super safe and like he's never really in danger and it's just like fun you know because mm-hmm. like the reality of the situation is like let's face it this kid would have been murdered probably yeah which is why i think bryce's dad did not enjoy it as a therapist Maybe. like he you was, know he if was you... watching it being like that kid should be dead well if you're a therapist <laughs> you probably talk to people of like the real life version where it did not go hilariously well like mm-hmm. so i can kind of get how it's hard to suspend your disbelief it should have gone like um that scene in the last movie we watched last action hero <laughs> <laughs> what yeah exactly yeah that Wait, would be scene? the real end of the movie the um, guy that robs him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And he bites all his fingers off. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I will say, uh, so we watched Home Alone two years ago, and then we watched Home Alone 2 last Christmas. <gasps> that one does not hold up. In what? My opinion. Really? Really? I will throw that one out there. Sorry. You didn't huh. like Lost in New York? No. It, it's got Donald Trump. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yep. No. He's in the movie, guys. Uh, uh, n- it's just not as like 
perfectly crafted as this one is. There's a lot of like what it's got Tim Curry. Yeah, it does have but Tim Curry. I love how they paint him as a villain, and you're supposed to hate him, but he's literally doing the his ethical, job. Yeah, yeah. The ethical yeah. legal thing. Like <laughs> a small it. child <laughs> has checked into our five star hotel on his own, and he's trying to verify that there is parental <laughs> supervision around, and we're yeah. supposed to look at him like he's this monster. <laughs> Like, there's so many things in the second one that you're just like, what? Like, there's that. And then at one point, for some reason, he has access to this, like, abandoned house. And you're like, what? What? How? Oh, I know how. That that part makes total sense. It's like his uncle who's renovating his house. His like, and he's somewhere else on vacation. And he goes there to try and find his uncle who's not there. But how, like... How does he know where that is? Because like, back in the day, there was no GPS. <laughs> it's an address. You just found the address. Yeah. It's New York. It's a grid system. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> okay. Okay. I fine. went to New York as an adult and I had a hard time finding things. <laughs> That's because our brains were raised on GPSs and Google Maps and his brain was not. He knew so. how to read real maps. It's true. That, anyway. I mean, that, that's the only logical explanation I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think this one is really great, and I think it'll be enjoyable for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. This is one, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw it, but I feel like I've seen it so many times as a youngin. It's just, I feel like I, I don't, I'll be surprised if any scene surprises me. Um, I'm sure there might be a couple. I, well, I'm most interested to see if there's any little bits here or there that are going to f- feel weird in today. Because how this movie's what? Was it 1990 or something or 1990? Yeah. It's almost 30 years old. So, I mean, if it, if it, if we get through it and there's nothing that's problematic in it, that's a pretty impressive feat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember when we were younger, like the scariest thing in the movie actually was the fireplace. Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. I wonder if that was scare me. Furnace. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Are you going to watch it with your kids, Patrick? No, they're in bed. My time. Oh. It is nine thirty. My time. There. Are you going to watch it with your wife? At least she's also probably in bed. Oh. She oh. Was- <laughs> All right, Mitch. Give us your uh, thoughts. I mean, I'm in the same boat as Patrick. I think it, it's been a long time since I've sat down and watched the movie all the way through, but I am super excited. Uh, I just remember one. I mean. Who, what kid wasn't in love with Rube Goldberg devices at that age? Oh, you know? yeah. So, yeah. Like, none of the stuff is exactly that, but, you know, setting up traps and stuff like that, or, you know, this happens and then this happens kind of thing. I mean, how many of my parents' ankles were twisted because of cars on the- <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then, like, looking at the fact that Joe Pesci did this the same year that he did Goodfellas, it, I mean, it's obviously yeah. too very different type of roles. And uh, if you see if anything like Chris Columbus worked when directing this movie translates into stuff that you would see in his Harry Potter movies later on, I I, am super excited about watching this movie. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I've never looked at it through that lens before that. That would be an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. It does seem like a weird transition for him. Like, Oh, I meant the whole, like, like what sort of things do we see here that maybe we saw in Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. But, I I mean, like, the tonal shift between, like, this movie and Harry Potter seems really different. I would argue 
just from memory of both before watching that this and the first Harry Potter are like eerily goofy similar. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. lot more yeah, slapstick humor. He did the first, first two. two Harry Potters and then you can yeah. see the tonal shift hit in the yeah. third one. Yeah. But I mean, the Harry Potters feel less serious for Chris mm-hmm. Columbus. You know, like even Home Alone is meant to be a comedy, but it still feels more serious than Harry Potter. I think just because there isn't that fantasy element. Hmm. They, oh, okay. They're both they're they're all both about grown ass adults trying to murder children. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. How much darker Sold. can you get? <laughs> I actually now that I'm thinking about it, like. I I just got to watch the movie now, but I, in my head, I'm thinking of the Harry Potter theme and like imagining the Harry Potter theme playing over the scenes in this movie. And I'm like, uh-huh. I feel like that actually is totally identical. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're both yeah. John Williams. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, I mean, this movie is pure slapstick humor for sure. Totally. And it's, it's got that. I wonder if this even set, because it was 1990, that theme that you see throughout the 90s so much of the the kid is smarter than the adult. You know, like in Jumanji, we see that, and um, Goonies, like that seemed to be like sort of a theme. I guess Goonies, was that before this? It was before. I think Goonies it was 87. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Goonies didn't have the just uh, cartoonish violence of children on adult violence that would yeah. kill a normal human that we saw. Around <laughs> yeah. Show, I feel like yeah. There is a lot of cartoony violence in this movie. So it's, it's a, a simpler time when the pitch of, you know, kids are dumb, but what if they weren't like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you ever think that, uh, Kevin, like, grew up to be like a structural engineer or anything after coming up with all those ways to <laughs> nice. he, he grows up to be Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> oh, dark. I just game. love torturing people. <laughs> I really liked Mitch's version much better. That's way less creepy. Yeah, just like- some dude playing with Cad. I like the yeah. thought of him growing up to be that guy that runs the practical engineering YouTube channel. Uh, totally i see it did you know that um kevin or macaulay culkin's stunt double was actually a 30 year old man this movie (laughs) i'm not surprised (laughs) and also macaulay culkin's little brother plays his cousin in this movie yeah kieran oh Oh, that's kieran yeah the the one who drinks the pepsi and wets the bed yeah, <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation before. I'm having like a deja vu. The, like, have we done this movie before? You know, really. you're now you're making it work. Yeah, with me, and he slurps the Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really, it's one thing to have a bedwetting problem. But it's really weird that it's like he's bragged. He's like bragging about it. He's like flexing yeah. on it. Like I'm he's like <laughs> using it as a weapon. Weird I'm about flex, to piss okay. on you. I mean, you you can only go one of two ways. Like, you can either hide in shame or own it. Like, if you could stop the bedwetting, you would. And obviously, he can't. So he's just leaning into it. I get it. Yeah, but fueling up. But there's like, there's like owning it, and they're steering into it. That's the- <laughs> you know, people usually pay extra for water beds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
one comes with an aroma. Asparagus. <laughs> 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 aroma therapy. Oh, God. Oh, Brett, no, take it. <laughs> that just goes to, like, some of the stuff, it's some of the minor things that blow me away is the most realistic. Because I feel like, again, now having children, if I had family in the room and we held our kids and someone else's, like, a sibling's kids looked at one of my kids and said something like, <laughs> I would feel like I'd turn and be like, yo, d- did your kid just threaten to pee on mine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pee on you. Drip, drip, drip. Growing up in a really big family where holidays, there were just like a ton of kids, way more kids than there were adults. I could totally see weird <laughs> comments like this slipping through the parents or they're just too tired to care. They're like, it's just pee. We'll clean it up. It's fine. Like, <laughs> Didn't kill you. All right. So we got our final thoughts and we're going to pause the recording and watch Home Alone. And you can join us back after we've seen the movie. like the song from hook i feel like this is the same song they use for like jewelry stores <laughs> <laughs> my my scandalous statement for this episode is that i think that for his entire career danny elfman has just been doing an impression of john williams <laughs> oh, maybe I because hear it. one of the main themes in this movie is the this is halloween song and this movie came out first. Wait, the night before Christmas this is Halloween? Yeah, one of the one of the themes through like the first half of the movie is like da 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 and it's like what is this? Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear it. Yeah, I don't know if I caught that, but I definitely think the Home Alone song sounds a lot like other songs I've heard in movies. Yep. Yeah. I definitely heard like the John Williams Harry Potter theme mm-hmm. song influence in there with all the sleigh bells and everything. Definitely the kind of Chris Columbus sort of Harry Potterness, especially with like the the furnace, you know? Like the <laughs> Oh kind of- yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with the music, the thing with John Williams too is what's interesting is I wonder it's a chicken or egg thing is his scores I always feel very like I'm watching a movie. Like that Yeah. That, that classic hollywood i'm watching glitz and glamour and an entertaining adventure and part of me wonders does does his music in and of itself invoke that or is he he just is been part of so many iconic movies that it's the other way around you know yeah you know i feel like we've watched a couple movies on this podcast where we're like wow the score was really good and we're like Oh, it's John Williams. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. We figured mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder I if you can find out at what point, because at this point, he's not, that's John Williams is a brand, right? Like, it, yeah. it's got, it's kind of like, uh, what's the one writer? James Patterson or something like that. Like, he, he comes out with Powell. Like, he comes out with three books a year, but he doesn't write them. It's his, <laughs> his name on them, and they got, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I wonder when that shift hey, you happened. You're blowing my mind right now. You didn't know that? <laughs> I did not know any of those, either one of those things. Oh, yeah. Same yeah. with Stephen King. He's He kind of just has a team that does it for him now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just like a bunch style. of the Nancy Drews weren't written by the author. Or the yeah. uh, or Hans Zimmer. Han- yeah, oh, Hans man. Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Next he's a We just told we just we're just <laughs> killing Mitch. Uh, we just crushed his whoa. spirit. <laughs> Well, Mitch, we might but, have something to tell you later. Santa Claus is real, Mitch. Don't worry. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I saw in the movie. He says that the he those uh, the mall Santas work for him. You know, they yeah, come yeah. back to him and stuff yeah. like that. Can we? While you brought that up, okay, I did not remember that Santa scene at all. I didn't either, and I was like. Does that Santa think his whole family is dead? Because how else do you take his Yeah. That Santa went home and was just haunted <laughs> by <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I oh, never God. thought about that. And yes, that's what he had to have been like. I know. Like, are you, what else are you going to think? Or it didn't hit him at first. And then he like was in his car later. And he's like, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. That kid's family must be like dead or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, he's just I, sitting I in a corner. Ken Campbell? I, I didn't know. I recognized I him. I recognized him, and I know I've seen stuff with him in it before, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what else I've seen him in. So yeah, he's like he's like this great character actor. He was uh, Ken Campbell. He's in Groundhog's Day, and he's in Armageddon in, in oh. uh, Down Periscope. Oh yeah, he's in Armageddon. Yep, he's, uh, he's huh. like the drivers of those tank things on the comet. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who was he in Groundhog Day? He's the guy that Bill Murray meets in the hallway every morning. Like he says, "Oh, we're gonna oh, see Groundhog today yeah, or something." Like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's such yeah. a small part. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There are no small I, parts. I was kind of expecting more cameos from this movie of like, "Oh yeah, this person. Oh yeah, that I person." I had one of those. The Big Pete from Pete and Pete. Was oh in there. yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know that yep. I know who that was. That was his red-headed cousin or whatever. Older brother. Older brother. Oh, okay. Uh, Buzz? No. The, oh. No, he's just one of his brothers. Yeah. He's, he's the one who tells well, him he's, he's a disease. disease. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Kevin, you're a disease. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hope Davis was the French airline counter clerk. Oh, the actress Hope Davis. I don't yeah. know. I know that name. I saw I saw her face and I was just like, oh, that she looks so familiar. And I was like, oh yeah, Hope Davis. She's uh, I, she's she's really popular now. There's lots of things that she's in. I just can't think of something off the top of my head. Oh, I just looked yeah. her up. Uh, Too distracted. Captain by John America: Candy. Civil War. Oh wow. Oh yeah, yeah. She's uh Tony Stark's mom. Oh okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. American Splendor. I've seen that. Oh, I reckon she's been in lots of stuff. Man, the uh, the physical comedy with Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci in this is, is so good. Oh yeah. So that was a, yeah. They uh, neither of them were sure this was going to be any good. So I guess they intentionally tried to go over the top as much as they could, just have, <laughs> just to have fun with it because they just wanted to have fun with it because they were they didn't know didn't weren't skeptical it was going to be a big hit. I mean, it worked. I feel like <clears throat> that's Joe Pesci's whole thing is over the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, yeah. someone had pointed out this was the same year. So, he was filming this. It was, like, almost concurrently with Goodfellas. And they had, like, really? a, oh, wow. they had like a coach on set to keep him with his language to try and coach him to, like... Because when he's supposed to be oh. cursing and stuff. and Yeah. 
Oh, God. <laughs> that would be hard to switch. Like, I curse yeah. like a sailor, and then I go and hang out with my nephew, and I have to, like, watch myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brett to- totally pulled a Home Alone on me this Thanksgiving, and he put a meal back in the oven to keep it warm at, like, a 400-degree oven. Oh, no. And then he pulled Ooh, he pulled it out and left the serving spoon in it. And I oh. went to, <laughs> to go stir it, and I grabbed this 400-degree spoon. Oh. And I had... It was totally like Home Alone. I had the brand of the spoon in my palm. Oh, oh wow. And I let some colors fly let me tell you some bad words were said <laughs> in front of all of them were pointed at me uh, n- not necessarily just in general and it was in front of my super religious sister my my brother-in-law who's a youth pastor um, and my two-year-old baby nephew so nice wow i'm impressed that they had plenty to cut around that were not curse words for this movie. <laughs> I you you I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you guys because I always cringe at like all the shit that I don't know why it's the stepping on things. Oh, that yeah, really, oh, yeah, gets me in this film. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what's the worst thing that you guys have ever stepped on? Oh, a B. Yeah, mine was oh. a B. I stepped on a B, and it it yeah. stung me. Which was not fun. In your guys' I, state. It was, in California. it was when I lived in California, so... Uh, um, that's why I left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got one bee sting. I thankfully don't have anything too bad, because I am, like, hyper worried about stepping on shit. So I, like, always tread really carefully. But growing up, I had two traumatic moments. Not of me stepping on stuff, but family friends and like my best friend's mom stepped on a toothpick Ooh. <laughs> oh. it was bad and then my little brother he used to do this thing where he'd like step on the floor and slide his foot and he'd go like across the floor and he yeah. stepped on a shard of glass and went and i had to no welcome to cringe cast Kids are dumb. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what puncture wounds hurt so bad, and they yeah. take forever like to heal. I'm the biggest baby. Like getting shots, getting blood drawn, uh-uh. choice of foods. Just uh- <laughs> 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 Brett just turns this into a full grievance airing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are. We doing this now? <laughs> you are hey. apparently cringe cast God. take two. What about you, Mitch? So the worst thing that I've we I step on here in Arizona, the part of Arizona I'm in is we have those uh, like goat head thorns everywhere. Oh, my dogs drag them into the house all the time. So I'll, I'll a day doesn't go by that I don't step on one uh, unintentionally. But oh, the man. worst thing that I've ever done to my foot was I was getting stuff ready in my bag uh, for a trip out of town and. I had packed the bag full and I went to go grab it and lift it up and my toenail had caught on the bag and just ripped it. Oh, I'm taking my headphones off. off. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm with you. Sam is having a full on panic attack. Tell, right me, now. Tell, worse. tell me when it's over. You bamboo shooted yourself. Uh, nail ripped off, brother. I've had my nail ripped off. Oh, that's awful. Football, like, I've yeah. never had one ripped off. I ah. had like, ripped off the toenail completely <laughs> yeah. on the big toe, and it had to go out of town and like constantly wrap it every day. 
It oh. was the worst. Yeah, that's oh man. Yeah. Having a nail gaunt ripped off is awful. Wow. Yeah. Ugh, I'm gonna have to put like a content warning on this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Wow. Is it safe to come back? It's safe. Yeah, it's safe. You're Toenails. Can we add this to the list of baby things? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dear Santa, yeah. all I want for Christmas is my toenail back. Uh, <laughs> you said it was safe. <laughs> Why would you trust me? Why? Because I thought we were friends. So I told Brett when the basement scene happened with the nail, I was like, oh my God, Brett, this movie stole a lot from Quiet Place. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I guess. uh, I was like, this is is the equal and opposite version of a Quiet Place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, some kids sneaking around his house trying to defeat a couple of murderers. Joe yeah. Pesci is a monster, so... Like, th- <laughs> there's no mistaking in this movie, right? Like, the intent was child murder. Yeah, they said, I'm going <laughs> to kill him. Uh, I'm going to, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did uh, say in the yeah. beginning, the real version of this movie would be with that kid murdered at yeah. the end. For sure. Uh, no, just speaking of the basement, because you guys said earlier when we were recording uh, the fireplace scene... And I honestly had no idea what you were talking about. And then we get oh. to the furnace. And I, I, I didn't remember the furnace scene at all. So I, th- that blew my mind when I saw that. I didn't remember it till Brett brought it up. And then I was like, oh, yeah. But uh, I, I totally forgot about that one, too. I also forgot about the stealing the toothbrush scene. I don't know why. I yeah. just didn't oh, yeah. remember that either. It didn't so, really feel like it played that much of a factor into anything else, but no. But I mean, what I remembered was him being scared of that neighbor. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's what that scene accomplished. Yeah, so I loved that really sweet little scene in the church, like mm-hmm. where this kid that's like scared of his neighbor for no reason suddenly has this one eighty and is like way wise beyond his years. <laughs> That's like, such a kid thing, too. Like, you know, you tell kids, like, oh, well, you know, sorry, this is this is just the situation. And then they're like, well, why? Why don't you just go tell them you're sorry? And I was like, yeah. well, damn, kid. It's yeah. not that easy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just really funny, really sweet. I liked it a lot. I was, I'm really happy to report that I was not scared by the basement furnace scene. Oh, oh good. This time. I was worried for no, you. No. What's funny is is uh it totally you, the your memory, you know, such an unreliable thing cuz I totally remember it being way uh, like darker around it around the oh, first. Yeah. It's like no, you just see the rest of the basement. That's all. It's just yeah. like the first yeah, thing. I feel in my memory it was just like utter blackness and then this red grill like <laughs> like growling at him and and then it was like oh no, it's literally just then I have my memory built it up so much more terrifying yeah, from younger me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a grown-ass adult, and if I'm doing laundry in the basement and my furnace kicks on, I definitely jump. Well, you guys have like, the haunted murder basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, think you have a, a murder basement. Here. I do not. Sam was, uh, Sam was scaring some of our house guests with the tale of, the, of there being a ghost in the basement. Apparently, there's a ghost in our basement. You guys will see when you come and Brett, you should write a horror short and we'll film it in your basement. 
not that scary, guys. You were the one who made a very strong case yeah, for the fact I was that on you this. have yeah. a horror basement. It was like the heavyweights episode or something. <laughs> Sam was saying that your basement was a scary basement. That's what it's I was not. referencing. I don't think for, it's, it's got windows. <laughs> like really nonchalant. She's like, yeah, it's just sometimes when I'm like moving the corpses hanging from chains out of the way <laughs> to do the laundry. It just feels a little creepy. There's only one corpse. Yeah. Come on. Just singular. Sometimes I got to mop up the blood on the floor, but you know, it's just part of the deal. Uh, so this movie like totally 100% confirms that people's pain is hilarious. Because, <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, Brett and I were busting up laughing, like just full blown out loud laughing. <laughs> yeah. Like the feathers it, in the face. Yes. <laughs> Which is so. completely ridiculous. Why? I mean, that doesn't hurt anybody. Like it, yeah. Everything else in the, in the house does. It's just literally to embarrass him. Yeah. There's, there's more to pain than physical pain. Also, like a chicken. <laughs> I mean, the acting is so well done. Like, yeah, I think with different actors that didn't do as good a job, it wouldn't have been as funny. Well, from like, the first scene, I was just like, if you just had some like regular serious face actor pretending to be the cop in the in their house, you know, like you guys leave a town, like talk, trying to talk to the kids, like it's Joe Pesci that made that whole thing work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had no recollection that he stood in their house for that long i know he's in there for a really long time and nobody seems to care that there's a cop in their foyer like yeah i one thing i noticed also that i'd never noticed before about that opening scene is he has a little tie clip and his tie clip is a gun which i thought was pretty (laughs) hilarious (laughs) Like, it's just so over, like, it's a little, like, tiny touch that's over the top that you're just not expecting. Or that, the, uh, the pizza truck, the pizza company. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instead of Little Caesars, it's Little Nero. Well. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what's funny is I actually caught something this time that I, as many times as I feel like I've seen this movie. So I knew the, the Little Nero thing, but it, there's one time they do a close-up of the sign and the little, like, tagline says, um... Like no fiddling around or something like that, because <laughs> the reference to Nero was the emperor who played his fiddle while Rome burned. Oh, right. oh okay, that's funny. That's, pretty, that's deep. Yeah, I also deep like. <laughs> I liked the side of the Wet Bandits van. It was just yeah. like okay, plumbers. Like that was the <laughs> most pathetic name. So speaking of the Wet Bandits, I've seen this movie so many times. And this was the first time that I put it together that they were the wet bandits (laughs) because the guy always left the water running. Yep. Yeah, yep. this thing like, happened. Oh my God. That's like just they spell it out for you in the thing, and Sam just goes, "Oh my God!" <laughs> 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 Which I have to say that if I was one of the houses that got burglarized, you know, when I came back, I think I'd be more pissed about the extra- yes. extraordinary water bill than yeah. stuff getting stolen. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The water damage to your floor. the water damage. Like there was inches in that basement. Like that's. What's up with their basement, too? Was there some pump not working? Like, there's a drain in our freaking basement. Oh. Well, it's because it's the murder basement, and you have to drain the blood somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Basements have drains. That's a thing. It is. Is it? Yeah. Oh. yeah. They have, like, Maybe some pumps. Maybe clog those ones up, too. 
Listen, I've lived in California my whole life. I've uh, never yeah, had a basement. There's no basements in California. <laughs> Very yeah, same with Arizona. I'm in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> the basement of the soul. Do you guys want me to take my webcam over and show you the sump pump and how it all works and everything? That'll translate really well to a podcast. Only yeah. if it's a murder basement. <laughs> so, one of the most horrifying things in this movie to me is a fucking tarantula on the loose in your house. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that scene was hilarious. Daniel Stern's <sighs> reaction totally just yes. Yeah, like I can't believe that scream and like it's really on his face. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it reminded me of uh, uh, as Brett and Sam know my old roommate Lolita. I don't know if you know that she used to have a tarantula, and Ugh. and the thing stopped moving for a while, and we were like. Oh, I guess it died. And then she went to throw it away after weeks of leaving it there to discover that, I don't know if you know, but tarantulas can shed their skin. Yeah. That was the skin. And it was the fucking skin. And we don't know what happened to the tarantula. (gasps) (gasps) With a tarantula in it. And it's so awful. For at least two weeks, you were in. (laughs) Oh, my God. We never found him. Burn it down. Burn the house down. Well, I don't live there anymore, thank God. But (laughs) some poor tenant afterwards was like, "Oh my God, I thought I saw something out of the corner of my my God." (gasps) Could you You imagine like opening a closet one day and just finding this mega web in a tarantula? Nope, nope, nope. Do they do that? Do they make webs? I don't think they do webs. I don't think that's a web spider. I think that's your sister's has a web. They do like really thick webs that like are in the oh, corners of better. things. Low. That's worse. <laughs> yeah. My sister's a tarantula? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What you it's don't blue. know? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Fred's sister's tarantula corner. Um, it was, <clears throat> of course, it's a classic and it's an excellent movie overall. Um, it does. But... It, there's so many little things where it's like, is this one of the the more the the latest era, as far as most recent, most modern ones that would have been completely solved if cell phones were a thing? Yes. Yeah, Brett had that oh, yeah. same that. thought. He's like, this is one of those movies where if modern technology was around, this movie would not make sense. Totally. It's like it'd just be, yo, mom, where are you? At the airport? Where are you at home? I'll get an Uber. I'll just call an Uber. I'll see you there. Yeah. Yeah. He's, scream he's emoji. The cops. Like what? The scream the tree emoji. House? He's not great. calling the cops from the treehouse. He's like, you fucking good. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I never noticed before how they like actually kind of, uh, solve that problem as far as like normal phone lines in the beginning, the guy's like fixing the phone lines and he's he tells her as they're about to leave, he's like, hey, this is really a big problem. The phone lines are going to be down for a couple of weeks or something. Well, I was just going to say, did you did you notice that they that the Murphys across the street, their phones were still working because they the dad calls the answer machine. So that was why oh. it just the McAllister's phone. I guess yeah. so. But yeah, he ends been... up. Oh, go ahead. Call, but he ends up calling the police from the other yeah. person's house, I think. Oh, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. No, he called it from his house. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was from, from his, his house. He just said the other the other person's house. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you're they, right. They did say that the thing was only going to be out actually for two days. So. Oh, okay. Was it two by days? that time it might have been working? Two days, oh. two weeks. You Wait. know. 
Which, if he was, <laughs> if he was comfortable calling the cops in the first place, why didn't yeah, he call them in the first place? <laughs> like, say, hey, there's guys trying to rob. <laughs> I heard them also, say they're going to come here at nine o'clock. Yes, yeah, yeah, the cops is, is it come, great like, when criminals are punctual? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, I couldn't help thinking that, like, all the houses with, like, lights with timers, I was like, huh, it's kind of like my house with hue lights. That's weird. (laughs) Also, every single house in the neighborhood, everyone's on vacation. Everyone went away. Yeah. yeah. How bougie of a neighborhood is that? Where, like, Uh, everyone's like, going on winter holiday. Well, it is. All of our kids. There actually is a a suburb of Chicago where that is. And it's very nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't live there. but (laughs) That house sold or something a couple years ago was like two and a half million dollars or something. That actual house. And also that house has like a walk score of like 98% or something crazy. Like, oh yeah. It's one of the most walkable neighborhoods in America. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But, them. Also, it's have- nice that they staggered all their lights, all the neighbors, like, so that... that oh, yeah, just by a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, the Robinsons has theirs turn on at 7. We better be 703. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Has anyone ever heard the phrase silver tuna to describe something great? Or like no, but I prize? love it. You love it? Yeah. What? <laughs> I haven't, except, like, does... Does Andy calling Jim tuna in the office count? Be tuna. <laughs> that was my immediate thought when he said tuna. I want to know if that's like a specific type of tuna. Like if you're fishing and like the silver tuna are This oh, sounds yeah. like the a ones Google you want. question. What's the silver tuna? <laughs> These are the top results. Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> <Is> it porn? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a driving Wait, school? No. It's oh. porn. It's only from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> So, so guys, when the bandits were going through the house, uh-huh. suddenly uh-huh. I had what uh-huh. I'm hoping is a false memory of doing this movie on the podcast before. Okay. I where, have to go back and look. Okay. Because oh, I could have sworn that I had a conversation where we talked about how this movie was really great, but it was just building up to the moment where we... We're watching the bandits in the house. So yes. did we watch Home Alone? <laughs> I don't know. I had the exact same like, reaction. Oh, no. I was like, I feel like we watched this movie, and I tried to look on uh, on our Lipson, and I didn't see it. But I was like, I swear we've had this conversation before. I, I know. I, I, I'm I freaking out, guys. This- this was a conversation we had during like the second episode we ever did. That was like Legend, and it, it was. I think it was just the premise of like this whole movie was trash except for that one part we watch it for. Except that doesn't apply here, I don't think, because this movie was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you definitely haven't done it. The show's never done it since okay. at least before. Well, I'm saying you've been doing it longer. July 30th, 2015 is not the first episode. That's as far back as. Wait, yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Yeah, that's our first oh, episode. White Hot American Summer? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't think uh, we must have talked about it or something. We must oh, I just have because quick scan through here. We, I know we've I'm definitely talked about movie. it. I was so worried. I was like, "Oh my god!" We, we've definitely talked about Home Alone before. Yeah, that's why I was saying in the it beginning. Was, I, I was felt like, like it was at your uh, house. Ash. Hold on. But I feel like did you guys ever see that article? Oh, did we lose the internet? Is everyone still I'm there? Here. 
Okay. I'm here. You guys ever see that article where about the actual practicality of the home defenses in Home Alone? And like no. most of the article was was whatever, but they actually calculated the force at which the paint can would have hit the wet bandits in the face. And my God, they did. They would have no skulls anymore. It would just be a, just a round indentation oh. of paint can and two dead men. But did they like even math it out? Where like they imagined how much paint was probably left, and it still was like devastating with a quarter of a paint can. Oh yeah, like this kid killed them, just murdered. Totally. That's what I was like wondering, like with all the damage they take throughout the whole house, it's the shovel to the face that like takes him out in the end, like knocks him out. Like, yeah, Mm, it's like, mm -hmm. I I feel like falling down the stairs the first time I'd be done. I'm like, all right, it's time to go home. (laughs) Yeah. Not worth it. No, like how fucked are those stairs for the rest of winter now? Like, (laughs) oh yeah, they have to wait for that shit to thaw. Or the tar. So the, the, ice, the ice, you just salt it, but the tar, yeah, the tar, is a, that's a problem. He also has a flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's the thing. So wait, the heist or whatever, that'll take place on Christmas Eve, and it's literally the next day, right? It's Christmas yeah. Day yeah. that they're all getting home. So he got the whole house cleaned up. Yeah, that's what and I was he, and say. He, he had to give like his police statement. Also, the police, oh no, he never really talked to the police. He just let them get arrested. Yeah. 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 That's what I, think I was going to say is... I want to see the shot from the outside of his family arriving home and all slipping on the stairs because yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have to still be icy. That would actually I, be really I, funny seeing them like yeah. walk up and all. Like... <laughs> yeah, I think the he called the cops from the neighbor or to the neighbor's house. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh. So like they didn't even know that his house was being robbed. Oh, okay. Oh, so he was pretending to be the neighbor when he called. Yeah. Right. Got it. Can I can I ask though, like I mean, people calling the cops to have like a wellness check on someone is a thing, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So so like when no one answers the door, shouldn't they be like, Well, the person could be dead inside. We should go in somehow? Yeah. That yeah. would be the expected yeah. procedure. I mean, the cops are so nonchalant. Is it and- Chicago though? Right? It is. <laughs> I mean, if Serial Season 3 has taught us anything about Chicago police. Jesus, that show is so bleak. <laughs> it's yeah. We we watch, listen to a couple episodes and we're like, oh, we need a break, man. Like, God, like everything is bad in this country. I mean, yeah. I, Thanks, I knew that I had white privilege, but I did not know the extent of yeah. my white privilege to listening to that show. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, you guys listen to any of Season 3 yet? Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I actually haven't heard it. If you want to lose all hope in our government and justice system, definitely take it. Listen. Yeah, listeners to our show. Like season one and two serial, not the same as season three. It's take a listen, it's fucked up. So so wow. the only looping back into this the movie, the Merry only Christmas. Thing, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that kind of makes the cop experience a little believable to me is my aunt's experience with Chicago police in a Chicago suburb. Like oh. she was in kind of not inner city Chicago, but like somewhere was really urban and moved to a suburb. And she like heard a noise upstairs and called the cops and they kind of 
yeah, yeah, lady, we'll come out, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of begrudgingly came out and checked it out. And at the end, they're like, nobody's here. Like, listen, lady, it's really safe out here. You got nothing to worry about. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I kind of feel like that's the attitude of these cops. Like, mm-hmm. eh, an eight-year-old yeah. kid on his own is a safe neighborhood. It's fine. He'll watch too many cartoons. Yeah, they were trying to lead us in that direction with some of the dialogue in the movie. Was it uh, Buzz or whatever? It was like, nothing oh, happened. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, that is the wrong voice of authority for this. Like, I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're looking at it from a modern-day audience, too, where, like, you literally can't leave your kids alone for a second. And if you leave your dog in the car, you like get your window broken, get arrested. Like, you know, there's definitely kind of a helicopter parenting attitude. Well, also of today. like every place that we've lived, except for that time we lived across the street from the drug dealers was like the safest place. Like, yeah, we've never lived in a dangerous place. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> And the dr- even the drug dealers were super nice. Like, those guys were great. Yeah, except when we tried to load in a giant armware on Christmas Eve and they all stood out there with beers like King of the Hill and laughed at us while we tried to get it up three stairs. Well, yeah, well. I mean, to be fair, I'd laugh at you, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they deserved it. They earned it. Mm-hmm. Also, I re- Buzz is a nickname, right? That's not his name. Like his well, their, God, I hope the, the so. well-to-do McAllister parents did not name their son, their eldest son, Buzz. Ooh, right? what's Buzz short for? Yeah, that's a good question. Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> oh Aldrin shit! Aldrin was his last name, but yes, he no, is a no, famous I'm Buzz. I'm saying like, is he? He's a famous Buzz. Is that is Buzz short for something? No, Wait. it's a legitimate name from like the fifties. Buzz. Yeah, that's his I real know. last name. No, it's Buzz short for I know that it's, it's you only for... know of it from uh, Toy Story, Patrick. But <laughs> no, it's short for Buzzfrey. What? What? Nothing. <laughs> 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 nothing. <laughs> I really want that to be a real name. <laughs> Next time I get a dog, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down as an option for their name. Go. So, guys, did you ever ride a sled down the stairs like Kevin did? No. I tried to do a laundry yes. basket. Oh, wait. I did up. a cardboard box yeah. and, like, a laundry hamper, for sure. Yep. Yep. Laundry baskets. Did anybody make it down, or we all just, like, hit a stair and flip out of it at some point? Yep. That's exactly what happened. And we were real smart children, and we did it on the double-decker staircase. And you'd make it down the first set just fine, and then you have to scooch across the landing to go down yeah. the longer one. <laughs> But at the bottom of the longer one was our like wood burning stove oh, with like flagstone, flagstone Ooh. all around it. And my mom found us like going down the stairs and like flipped her shit. She was like, "Do you want to get stitches again? Don't ever do this. I don't want to see you doing this." <laughs> I never, I again. never slid I had to down get the stitches, stairs yeah. on a thing, but like. Back when I was, you know, 140 pounds less, uh, like I did. You ever do that? The thing where you like kind of like bounce down the stairs on your feet, like you never really step oh, on yeah, the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. standing. I used to do that just, shit all the time. That was fun. Uh, now I'm afraid I'll like break my fucking ankles. But <laughs> in uh, yep. in college, I lived in this place with stairs, and the stairs ended in a hallway. So it was just like wall. So we took a, I believe we took a mattress and put it down there and we would all take turns sliding down on cardboard or like in 
little like baskets. That is awesome. <laughs> so being the California kids that we are where we don't get real snow, my best friend and I, she had one of those disc sleds and mm. she had a lot next to her house that had a hill so every winter we'd go up the dirt hill Aww. and slide down <laughs> the like Aww. deer path. The saddest Christmas. <laughs> it was so sad. And we loved it, but there was like a big rock in the way. So, <laughs> so we spent all day digging out the rock because every time we'd go over it, it would hurt. And then it created this huge divot. And after we went down, we'd like get stuck in the divot. Uh. It was Great sledding. Back when I was a kid, we used to drag our sled to the top of a dirt hill. <laughs> <laughs> dirt sledding sounds derogatory, like a slang. Dirt sledder. <laughs> yeah, that definitely is a porno. <laughs> oh no! Take it back, please. Take yeah. it Twitter back. poll: Dirt sledder yeah. is it a offensive <laughs> epithet for some kind of marginalized group, or is it a Sex act. Yeah. yeah. Which? Oh, one? definitely a both? sex act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Told you. So are we ready for some final thoughts? I think so. Can I ask a question real fast first, though? For someone who's yeah. never been to the East Coast, um, like, I really have no concept of distance from Scranton, Pennsylvania to Chicago. And does <laughs> Chicago actually on the way to Milwaukee? Yes, from Pennsylvania. Chicago, you would pass to go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee is just like north across the Wisconsin border, but uh-huh. it's a long. That's a long drive. That's yeah, a long, it's, would, you got to go through all of Ohio, all of Indiana. That's, it'd be like going from San Diego, probably to about Texas, like the most uh, western side of Texas. Okay. Yeah. That'd be my guesstimation. Yeah, it's a lot right, because yeah, <laughs> I just started typing it, it in. Because a lot of people, it's one of the first things that popped up <laughs> to Chicago drive time. <laughs> 10 hours and 45 minutes. Eight hours. Ten. Okay. 10 hours. 10. Oh, wow. And 45 minutes. So that's minutes. from Napa to here. To yeah. Portland. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the distance. Yeah. Wow. It's a long drive. Which, funny though, did they ever establish where all the rental cars sold out or something? Because if she, if driving there was an option, for her and it seemed like money was also no option for her. I think, I think she just, I think she couldn't drive because she said she'd been up for 60 hours. Okay. That's Uh. my guess. And also the fact that they were in a budget van makes me think that all the rental cars were out as well. Mm. Mm, True. I've never seen a a moving van like that with a window to the cab. Yeah. Me neither. (laughs) Yeah. True. Which made me think, like, if you were stuck in the back of the van with all those people playing instruments, do you do you do you question how much you actually love Kevin at that point? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not worth it. I love that. Uh, I love that John Candy tells a story that's like way worse than their current. Yeah, situation. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we fucked that kid up for life, but you know, <laughs> they're resilient. He was there with the body for hours. Do you also never dawned on me? All of Catherine O'Hara's, all of her, like, unrelenting mom energy that she expelled and just effort <laughs> was literally meaningless because the rest of the family showed up oh, 60 yeah. seconds after she yeah. did. And it was for nothing. It achieved nothing. And it's like this whole thing is there's, there's Kevin's. It's mainly about that. But she has this whole 
oh, your mom going back for her child, and she's going to do anything and everything to get back to him as soon as possible. But it meant nothing. That that's they cut out the conversation where her husband was like, "It's an eighteen hour drive, but the flight leaves in sixteen hours." She's like, "No, I'm going." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that like the second reference to Raiders of the Lost Ark? Then because you know it's like if Indiana Jones wasn't there, the Nazis still would have oh, yeah. blown off. And then the fact that uh, Joe Pesci has a scar in his hand, just like a. Uh, Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. That's awesome. Good, that's a good one. Oh. That scene. How bad would that have hurt? <laughs> I know how bad that would have hurt. Look, my I have a fucking serious burn on the back of my hand right now. It hurts bad, guys. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you need a ambulance? all right final thoughts final thoughts and since christmas episode what was your favorite gift you ever got as a kid (gasps) i don't want to assume did we all celebrate christmas growing up i don't want to oh that's a good question i know what my favorite gift was oh Uh, i do too and it's a nerd ass can i guess it can i guess it? you can't you don't know what it is go ahead um, I was gonna guess if it's your leather Raiders bag. No, oh, that was filled with money. That wasn't a Christmas present. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, my, my favorite Christmas present was I used to play uh, Warhammer 40k. I I would still play it, but there are no adults that I know that still play it. I used to too. My parents got rid of all my stuff though. Or <laughs> oh no, yeah. so you I don't. Know. You don't play anymore. I know. 40K is a fucking rad game. Uh, but my parents bought me for Christmas, uh, the, like, the full, like, 12 inch tall, like, complete castle fortress set for 40K. Or actually, yeah. it was for the original Warhammer. But it was like, you built the whole thing. It was yeah. like a real ass, like, defend a castle with, like, room to put all the models on it. It was awesome. Favorite That Christmas sounds present. amazing. Well, do you want to do your final thoughts too? Yeah, final <laughs> oh, thoughts too. Okay, final thoughts on this movie. Present and final thoughts. <laughs> uh, final thoughts on this movie. It was. I, I was gonna just say awesome, but like it's it's one of those movies that is absolutely like the core of Christmas nostalgia, and it, it's hard to judge the film because obviously there's one soulless person in Bryce's family that doesn't love this movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But you know what? Like if you, if you see this at it's the, uh, it's the Ewoks, I guess, right? Like if you see it as a, as a kid, the Ewoks are great. I saw this as a kid and it's a great movie and I love it and I will always love it. And there's parts of it that are trash. They're the thing where Joe Pesci just stands and gets his head torched by the flamethrower for 30 seconds. Uh, you know what? I'll <laughs> let it slide because this was a good movie. I laughed out loud and I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Ash. Me? Oh, shoot. Ash, favorite present. Uh, or Patrick. We could do Patrick. Yeah. Or Mitch. I still have to think about the present. Is it when I, from when I was a kid? Or, I mean, it could be if you had one that you feel like you loved more. I was thinking well, kid, but whatever. My favorite present right now is the Apple Air computer. I just oh. Okay, no, it has to be when you're a kid. <laughs> Vetoed. Vetoed. <laughs> I can't right, think fa- of any good ones from when I was a kid. You go first. All right, think uh, about it. 
Well, my final thought is, what the hell does the dad or the mom, what do they do to afford that oh house? Oh my God. They're so fucking rich. And that, do you know what? They paid. Didn't they say they paid for everyone to go to Paris? Yeah. No, his boss did. Oh, was it? His boss? I thought it was his Something brother. Like, it was his brother's was- apartment. No, I'm saying Kevin's someone, dad. Someone got a job in Paris. Yeah, I think it was his brother got a job in Paris because they said that his brother's kids were still there living with them. I think, I don't know, I always oh, have trouble oh. wrapping my brain around the family in this movie because there's so many. <laughs> yeah, I think they were staying at the brother's apartment, which makes me think if you're not paying for lodging, that you can afford the You're still airline spending tickets. like 10 grand in just tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Well, did you hear she was like giving that lady all her jewelry and 500 bucks? Yeah. And I thought they said it would cost like $20,000. And those are something and, people and they're flying first class. Yeah. 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 Who ditches their kids on like a 14 hour flight? Monsters <laughs> who <laughs> leave them with other, other people. people take care of yeah. 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 Monsters. <laughs> Fucking monsters. I would be that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the responsibility fell on that poor teenage girl. She was like, great. I'm stuck on a plane and I'm babysitting like 10 of my cousins right now. Cool. Yeah. And my presence, I'm, it's kind of a tie. I remember two, because you should have like memories as a kid and you remember being like really happy. And I remember two that really yeah. stuck with me is maybe one is similar to Brett's, but probably right around the time that this movie came out, 90, because I was pretty young, was it was when Lego really started making bigger like sets and things. And they had in their, the medieval, the knights ones, they had the Black Knights Castle. It was like an all black castle, all black bricks. It was really cool. And that oh, one, I remember that's that one. Awesome. And then my dad stayed up. Well, Santa Claus stayed up all oh, night yes, yeah. <laughs> making it. And this was already assembled in the morning. No, Santa Claus is real. Remember? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> right, Mitch? Well, Santa. Um, that's right. That yeah, an elf helper to come and put that Lego to set together. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was awesome. I remember being just, I still have like that sense memory of being so geeked out over that. And then the other one was when super Nintendo first came out and I got yep. Nintendo with- Were you the Nintendo 64 kid? Yeah, yeah, that was me, yeah. <laughs> I just remember going and immediately disappearing and playing the Super Mario for, like, eight hours. Uh-huh. Yes. Totally. All right, okay, final I- thoughts on the movie. Oh, Pat has to... Oh, right. Your movie thoughts, Patrick. Oh, it was, how did they afford all that stuff? That's <laughs> <laughs> your only thought. I think there was an article like not too long ago where they like speculated on what the the job of the the dad was. I can't remember where I read it, but it was something about him being an architect or something like that. I thought um, I remember reading joke was like he's a mob lawyer or something. That's why they don't really <laughs> to oh, have the cops break into the house or something like that. That's oh. funny. I would have guessed like some sort of finance person. <laughs> oh yeah. Or like a CEO or something? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He Maybe. Didn't, he didn't seem as worked up in like his job. I feel like CEOs are portrayed in movies as like always working, blah, 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 on the phone. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think finance, because the year has ended and finance. You know, technically, I'm a CEO. Yeah, I know. <laughs> of your own heart. All right, Ash. Okay. So I remembered my present and it's got a story. So I got this stuffed rabbit one year for Christmas that I just absolutely loved. 
and took with me everywhere when I was a kid, like everywhere. And one year, and I got him, I believe I got him for Christmas. And then one year I lost him and he must've like, cause I really would take him everywhere. He must've fallen out of the car or something in a parking lot, you know? Um, and I was just like devastated. And then the next Christmas, my aunt showed up with the stuffed animal, the stuffed rabbit, identical Aww. rabbit. And it turned out, I found out later that all of my, my, um, my mom, like I had grew up with like eight brothers and sisters. She was adopted, but you know, there's still, there's a lot of aunts and uncles in my family, but they all had this stuffed rabbit. So Aww. my other aunts like gave me her one because she heard that I was like so sad that I lost Aww. the one. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Aww. And I still have it because I won't get rid of him now. I'm like, now that I, I remember taking him and I was like, now that I lost you, I'm never getting rid of you again. Like, I'm never losing you again. So I'm just <laughs> like, I've gotten rid of all my old stuffed animals, but that's like the one that I'm like, I'll never get rid of him. See, that could have gone two ways. You could have been much more careful with it or realized I got like six spares. Let's see if you can survive this rocket launch. I got more. Um, then you're Sid. Yeah. But uh yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I love the the heart-touching side story of the neighbor with his son and like Me reconnecting too. and um Yeah, murderers have feelings too. What? I said <laughs> murderers have feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I just feel like that moment when the kid was like, you know, well I would definitely call my dad, especially on Christmas, you know, like I've, I've had a falling out with my mom before and not talked to her for like over a year. And so that was kind of like, oh, you know, like stabbed to the heart. Yeah. I don't know if like you can relate to that sort of thing too, Brett, where it's like, oh, I guess I should call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I really liked it. It's, I think it's a really great film and it's, it's really well done. I just want to know how much detail do you think he went into when he called his son to reconcile? Did he say, mm. son, I was saving this young lad from getting his fingers <laughs> beaten off by beating yeah. two burglars unconscious with a snow shovel last and night. And I realized something. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think because the, the church that he was watching his granddaughter in, like is in the same neighborhood, like that his son and his family don't live that far away from him anyways? I think yeah. so. Well, they're yeah. like next door neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, they didn't have plans with anybody else on Christmas. So both the dad and his son and his son's family were just like being super indignant and not like that really makes his son other. look like an asshole. Like Yeah. I'd rather be alone <laughs> and make you suffer alone than be together. Oh, I forgot to also mention, I realized the irony that I was watching this movie Home Alone while being Home Alone. <laughs> I think that counts as a coincidence. Thank God you're not eight years old. I know. It was scary, man. There, It's raining. There's like a thunderstorm outside. I could have died. Yes. Your power could have been cut off and the yeah. wet bandits could have come. Totally. <laughs> uh, Mitch. Uh, so 
Yeah, I, I think I I completely enjoyed this movie. I, I had a great time rewatching it and realized that there was a, a lot of stuff that I just did not remember from the movie, and and also mashed in with the the second movie because I never watched any of the sequels past the second one. But uh, I I thought for sure that that I don't know if you guys remember it, but that talk boy like recorder that's in the second yeah movie. I had one yeah so did I. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be in this one as well, but yeah, it never it, it never showed up. So I guess it's only in the second one, which I guess is just basically a commercial for that toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I think it was in this one? I don't know. I, I just I, I guess the the whole like using the the movie to manipulate the burglars or the pizza boy i just thought that maybe he recorded somebody doing and did the same thing but which also brought me is is that movie that he watches is that a real movie or is no, that like something no. they made just for this it's a fake movie that they made just for this oh uh, yeah. i really want to watch it <laughs> i know <laughs> so bad like so, at one point yeah, he's but, like so and so's upstairs taking a bath and I was like what the fuck does that mean is he like <laughs> dead in the bathtub what does that blood mean bath <laughs> the <He's> long bath <laughs> uh, but yeah no I I really enjoyed the movie I thought it was uh, it was great I mean especially for a family movie from the the 90s I you know I really didn't think that I would I guess find that much joy out of it again mm-hmm. but uh i mean i i guess that's the difference between watching a, a family movie and a kids movie like there's still stuff that you can relate to as an adult mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah totally i definitely uh, agree and then uh, i guess for my my favorite present that i got as a child um i don't i guess i don't know if i'm the oldest one on the podcast now uh-huh. at 36 <laughs> But, uh, I, one year we got my, my brother and myself, we got the, the, the original Nintendo entertainment center or s- system. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I don't, I don't know if my parents were just great trolls or if something else happened because they didn't give it to us till the day after Christmas and it was wrapped in underneath the Christmas tree. So <laughs> they, they came up with this whole story that Santa like, like, came back the next day to drop it off for us. So we woke up the next day <laughs> not thinking anything and then saw another present under the tree and we're like, what is that? And Aww. there it was. We opened that up and there was, a, there was a, the NES. You know oh, you guys wow. had like the Christmas morning and then all the presents were open and then like one of your parents looked to the other one and was just like, where the fuck is that game? <laughs> that or do your parents celebrate Christmas like Mac from It's Always Sunny, just like stealing presents from someone else's house? I mean, they, that could be it too. I, you know, more power to them. They got away with it. Yeah. My, my favorite Christmas present is kind of similar. Um, so my dad got a Christmas Eve bonus when we were kids would have been like 1995, 1996. And, um, so my mom and my dad had decided like, let's get one gift that the whole family can kind of enjoy. So my dad stops off at Toys R Us on the way home Christmas Eve. And he's like, well, I need to get like one family gift that we all can enjoy. Like, what do you recommend? And the, the Toys R Us employee goes, okay, guy, I got a good deal for you. 
So we're mm-hmm. cleaning out the stock room tonight. And I'm not supposed to do this, but we found an N64 in the back. And my dad's like, what's an N- what's an N64? And I was like, <laughs> this is a place like, are you kidding me? It's only like the most sold out hot toy on the market right now. You need to get this for your family. And my dad was like, I don't know. My kids are kind of young. I don't think they know what this is. And he's like, guy, listen, you have to buy this thing. You have to. You cannot leave here without buying this for your family. (laughs) And my dad, like, felt kind of pressured. And he ended up buying it and, like, drove home really angry and, like, got home and told my mom. He's like, I'm so mad at Toys R Us. They totally bullied me into buying this. And I knew I shouldn't have bought it. But here it is. And it was kind of expensive. Blah, blah, blah. My mom was like... Are you kidding me? My brother's been on the wait list for months and he couldn't get an N64. You're able to get one for the kids. They're going to be so excited. Oh, wow. And we legit, like, I didn't really know what it was, but my brother, who was younger, totally knew. And our whole family, like, erupted like the N64 kid. And we were playing Mario (laughs) Kart racing and Super Mario all day. And it was, like, the best family gift. And we had Cruising USA. Oh, yeah. We played that. (laughs) It was great. So that's my favorite Christmas present. Oh, wow. And yeah, I totally agree. This movie definitely held up. It was really funny. And I was expecting really like awful dated stuff to be in it. But there really wasn't. Yeah. Like it was pretty like even keel, nothing too like political or like bad. And it's like surprisingly timeless. Mm hmm. So. Except for cell phones. Except for cell phones. And the big glaring thing of like going to the airport pre nine eleven, like the fact oh, that they yeah. ran oh, there, yeah. you know, like yeah, that's maybe switching the- out the tickets that like right there in the in the terminal. Like I, I'm sure you sure that's a red flag now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like forty five minutes. Like if you're not already at the airport, uh, you're you don't screwed. make it to the gate without a boarding pass. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But- yeah, that was the only dated part. What? Joe Pesci is timeless. Oh yeah. Did we watch? Was was Joe Pesci in the first Lethal Weapon? Because he's in one of the no, other ones. No, not. The I don't first think one. he's in the first one. I didn't yeah. see it on his IMDb. He's for sure in like three and four. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, two, three and four. He was in two. Is two? He's in two. Two on? Or? Yeah. I know for a fact he was in three and four. I don't remember if he was in two or not. I know. Yeah, he's I in know two. two has some iconic stuff, and three I don't remember much. But four has Jet Li, so we got to do four for the podcast. I oh, love yeah. Weapon Four. I love that movie. All right, well, I guess that was uh, Home Alone. Um, thanks for watching, everybody. If you like this show, it's part of the Last Dash TV network of content. It's this show and a YouTube channel with uh, video game parodies and a drinking show and a lot of other fun stuff. Yeah, and if you like the show, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Let's Rewatch on Twitter, and we do fun things like posting a movie poll or I post pictures, like still shots of the movie, and this time... I posted a picture of the dude repairing the phone lines and right away our friends from movie reviews and 20 cues got it with home alone. And then, uh, Brie also got it and Lindsay King. So good job guys. Speaking of friends, uh, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I had that thought. Yeah, we usually do Mitch before the rest of that. Oh, and I totally... no. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. We're still we're still getting our sea legs with not having a Nick. 
You need to plug no all your stuff. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, oh, Mitch, no. for being on the show again. Uh, you want to? <laughs> yeah, pl- plug away, my friend. No, uh, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G E R. Uh, the G E R stands for Geek Elite Radio. That's uh, my podcast network that we uh, that I do a bunch of different podcasts on. So uh, go there, check out our Facebook page. It's where we do a lot of our communication, and uh, hopefully, you know, I can get each and every one of you on a different yeah. podcast because uh, I know I'm we yeah. cool. seem to talk a lot about the same thing. So yeah, totally. Oh, thank you. Thank you again for, for coming, for letting me come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for coming, coming back. Thanks for making so much time to be on our show. This, it was, just, uh, how many times have you been on? Like <laughs> this would be this three the third time with, yeah. Yeah, with the San Diego comic-con episode. So it's like 12 to 15 hours of hanging out with us. Like, <laughs> To be fair, the Comic-Con hey. episode wasn't a four-hour record. No, that's true. That's true. But we did all watch the movie before, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I enjoy it. I, 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 uh, I love talking to you guys about, about movies, so either here or, you know, virtually in social media-wise. Yeah. Sorry. Well, thanks. We love having you on. Um, Thank you. And if you guys liked our podcast like Mitch does... Uh, please give us a positive review on iTunes and tell your friends and you can find us on all the major platforms like Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. We got another good review on iTunes. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Our, uh, our average is up to 4.5 now. Finally. Oh, yeah. yes. Also, it's really hilarious because if, if you go on iTunes, the top review is from Patrick, which now is really funny because he's on the show. <laughs> and I You've believe, come full circle. I believe I was uh, under the influence of anesthesia when I wrote that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You told Flawed me that. the system. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, that's the show, everybody. Uh, we do this every two weeks, so keep your podcasts up to date and uh, join us next time for another episode. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it'll be a great episode because next time we're going to watch Avalanche Sharks. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Sad.